0: Maybe you can relate to this. A lot of people think they're stuck with their health plan. It costs too much or for whatever reason, they just don't like it. But great news, you are not stuck with it. There is a choice. It's called MediShare, and you could save so much. The typical savings for a family is 500 bucks a month. Major difference maker. This is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And just to give you a little more info about MediShare, it's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. It's worked beautifully for 26 years, has more than 400,000 members, and they've shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So yes, they can help share your needs too. So you're not stuck. There's an excellent alternative, whether you're single or married, you got a family. Metashare is super flexible. You can choose an option that works for you and start saving lots of money. You can join anytime. They're great to talk to. No pressure. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE.
1: The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen... It's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com.
2: Welcome to hour two of Radio Law Talk, the second most exciting hour in radio. Uh, This is an entertaining, coronavirus free show. Uh, Look, we're social distancing from each other, no masks on, which is, uh, I'm glad, uh, that's what it would sound like if we had a mask on, but we all know we're family here, so it doesn't really matter. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO for Hour 2. I'm with Denise Dirks, a family law attorney. I am Fred Penny, a personal injury lawyer, believe it or not, and I actually, before I did personal injury, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I, I didn't, I wanted nothing to do with personal injury. I wanted to be a corporate business, and construction lawyer, because that's what I always Const- loved. Construction lawyer? Well, construction law, you know, or, you know, like... In, 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 de- well, all types of construction.
1: Contract law, Contract, are
2: we, yeah. all, all areas. Huh. And uh, I got stuck in uh, the, the personal injury defense D- division because it was during a, a downturn in the economy. They had no work. And they said, you're going to do personal injury defense. I'm like, well, I learned that. I guess I better stick with it. <laughs> sure enough, it worked out OK. Todd does is a former DA in uh, Tennessee and California and is uh, has his own criminal law practice. And uh, Cal just commits crimes. So uh, he is I, our... I,
1: I, <laughs> if you listen to the show, you'll know that I am an audio criminal. Yes, that's, that's exactly it. Right. Oh, fact. another Cal joke.
2: And he, and he laughed at <laughs> oh, it. Come
3: on. You know, somebody asked me the other day, they said, why did you become, what made you decide to become a lawyer? And I really thought about that. And uh, do you remember back in the 90s, the early 90s, uh, the William Kennedy Smith trial. Yes, I did. Okay. Do. I that do. was like one of the that first. Was it a rape? Or, it, it, or a, was, a, a, it, it was. It was an alleged rape. It was It was Ted Kennedy's nephew right. at their Florida, they called it the Florida compound, and. Mm. Um, and I, I, I remember it because the, when the victim was testifying, they had a, a mosaic of their face so you couldn't see or testify. And I remember watching that. The defense attorney was a guy named Roy Black, who's a high-profile attorney. But I was watching the prosecutor, and I just thought, man, I don't know anything about how to try a case, but... You got to present yourself a little bit better to the jury. I mean, just the way you talk about things, and, and you, you got to be personable, and it's all about connecting. And I watched that because it was televised, and that is what really got me thinking about. I was in a junior college, and that's what really got me thinking about the law and made the decision, and then got the degree, went to law school, was in law school by 95. And uh, that, you, that's. You're sure it wasn't Nancy Grace? I mean, no, because Nancy Grace, (laughs) Nancy Grace came out. Her stuff came out after that. Okay, just yes,
2: yes. Yeah, I went to law school because my dad said, "Do something in your life, punk kid," or "I'm gonna knock you upside the head." Oh, okay, that means I should go to law school. Yeah, that's what he said. (laughs) The
3: the best story I've ever heard is actually from a movie, but it was uh, from the firm, and it was oh, what's his name? (laughs) Cruz. No, it was his boss. It was his boss. Who, who played his boss? We don't know. He was in the French you. Connection. Um, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, and Gene Hackman is telling Tom Cruise why he went to law school as well, when I was a kid, I used to, I used to be a caddy at a golf club, and these lawyers would come in with their wives, and one look at those long tan legs, and I just knew I had to be a lawyer. The wives looked nice too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh! I was like, ah, oh, that was good, right. that was good, you had me there Welcome Roanoke, Virginia, WLVA 580 AM and WBRG, thank you They're also in Lynchburg, Virginia, but Roanoke, Virginia, W L V A five eighty A M is one of our and we didn't give them listeners. the F N
1: frequency, but they're simulcasted. Yeah, the they're
2: simulcasters. The WBRG. Nice. Call us at eight five five Law Radio or tweet us at Radio Law Talk, Instagram us at Radio Law Talk. The best part about coronavirus, you guys don't know uh, that that aren't that are listening, but you don't see this. The best part about the coronavirus, You're like what? There's nothing good about it. No, there's a good thing about it because when we're in the morning, we study early. We're up. We're cramming. We're studying before, and and we uh, we're hungry. And I'm eating right now, and I was I usually have to share, Cal, because it's a, it's very and I've got a wonderful snack right here, and I said. You guys want some? And I looked. I said, "Wait, wait a minute! I can't because of the coronavirus."
1: I always so, go in uh, hold up my hand for just a little piece of cheese, no, a crumb I, off of yeah, no, a French table. no, but the coronavirus, I, <laughs> I
2: can't share now. So <laughs> there you go. And I, you know, I was figuring, you know, because I'm like what 195, 1, 196, something like that, and I need to, you know, I need to gain some weight.
3: Yeah, well. <laughs> You know, all, all I'm thinking is I look at that and I'm thinking the Bible would have been completely different if it had been Fred and the coronavirus. Cause he, can't you just see it? It'd be the, uh, Master, they look hungry. What should we do? Well, what do we have? We have a few loaves of fishes. And you know, What, what can we do? I'll take care. Wait a minute. Corona. Sorry. they got to go somewhere. Where's that
2: big fat guy over there? Yeah, he's over there. <laughs> he's over there look, look, Fred's job, over there.
3: Job of the hut, man. Yeah, yeah,
2: I like it. I'd share,
3: but you know. <coughs> <I> go, uh, <laughs> remember we're Hello, Corona Is that you? Uh,
4: <laughs>
2: we're talking about general topics of law, seek legal counsel. We're not giving you legal advice. Don't whine and complain and say, hey, uh, this is what you guys said. But what everybody's here for is one thing and one thing only. That's radio law talks, case or no case. Just start it with us, Cal, before we go to the break.
1: Want to get to case or Okay, here we go. Or do you want, or, are I, or you no, can listen to me eat. I can just oh, eat. Or no case. Yeah. You want to listen to me eat, Cal? I can just start eating. That's good. Now... Cindy Lohammer and Bobby Beauregard, these are their stage names. Cindy Lohammer and who? Cindy Lohammer and Bobby Beauregard are from the bizarre city of Portland, Oregon, which serves as the place Californians point to and say, now there's a weird city.
2: (laughs) We're not in Portland.
3: As, We're not as, in Portland, as so Denise okay. sits across from me with her Oregon <laughs> right. coffee Tops. mug. <laughs>
1: they are yeah, but,
5: but Portland is weird. It's, yeah, it's, like, weird. it's yeah. like Austin is to Texas. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cindy Lohammer Uh-oh. and Bobby Beauregard are skating couple. Roller skates, not ice. They've been pairing off for a few years, and eventually one thing led to another, and pretty soon they decided, hey, I think we love each other. Why don't we get married? So the news of their nuptials made it to the local cable TV news channel. The city clerk saw the story. She said, they'll have to come to me to get a license, and they did. She said, we w- we want a marriage license, and when they filled in the, the where, she said, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Cindy and Bobby were outraged, and so they sought legal counsel. And so I ask you, Denise Dirks, case or
2: no case. Are they getting a divorce before they even get married? What's up with that?
1: Well, no, well,
5: I don't marriage. know. It's uh, The clerk said they saw where they were going to get the married. The
1: wedding location. And she said, I'm sorry, I, I just cannot help you. And so she did oh. not.
5: Okay, I got it. Okay, here we go. All right. This is a, definitely a scenario. Okay. And this is a situation where they decided that they were going to get married in one of the numerous strip clubs. That exist in Portland, Oregon. Whoa,
2: that came from Denise
1: right off the top of her head. And the
5: clerk was religious and did not believe that they should be getting married in a strip club.
3: Strip
5: And club. so since she has some discretion not to issue based on religious grounds. What? Yeah. Denise, where would the strip club come out of your head? Because that's what Portland, Oregon's known it, for.
1: That's basically it's, what
2: that's is
5: it? One it's one of the, the major industries. I didn't of
1: know,
2: uh, in I didn't know that it tells you how righteous I am. They don't have any zoning issues with strip clubs nope. in Portland, yeah.
5: Cal nope. knows about it, and I don't they're know what's they're going on. literally on most blocks.
2: D- I really, to, I used to be yeah. I used to work for a company.
5: And I know I, I go to the I go to the donut place,
2: place. Yeah. Voodoo Donuts, I think, is there in that area. In that. Well, I think
1: those are allowed. So now okay, Fred. Okay, so this
5: is what I think. <laughs> well, I have not answered Yes, scenario.
1: Yet. Oh no, okay, go
5: ahead. I have an answer. Oh,
2: sorry. say, so tell, Fred, shut up, Fred.
5: Yes, you guys, let me talk. Sorry. <laughs> okay, this is what I think. Okay. Um, I think that it's a scenario based upon. The same concept about not giving a ticket or giving a license to same-sex partners, but this is not a case.
2: It's a scenario, but not a case. Correct. But... But, the, but since you give me the
1: particulars of the scenario, you will your answer will be judged on that. Just giving you a heads up. Okay, Mr. Penny, what do you say? Well, is we don't a...
2: have enough time, so I'm still worried and thinking about the strip club that Denise <laughs> came off the top of her head. I'm trying to, she's got an Oregon Ducks thing there. She's talking about strip clubs, the first thing she thinks about. Todd's smiling, thinking about his kitty. Strip club and, is, is Fred squirrel. squirrel. Squirrel! <laughs> strip club! Right. Cal knew all about it. Oh, yeah, Fred. Oh, yeah, Fred. There's strip clubs everywhere I, there.
1: I just... Just know there was a many, I'm, many illegal I've, fight over zoning and strip clubs in Oregon, and the strip clubs prevailed in almost every case. I'm telling really Donna is
2: all fact. I know, and I know she listens to the well, show. she's hearing it I'm now. I'm going to tell her anyway. <laughs> so we'll be back after this to see if Fred follows Denise or go on my own. We'll be back, and we'll maybe talk about strip clubs again. I'm not sure. She also knows I've never gone.
1: We'll be right back. Good Hold boy. on. Radio uh-huh. Law Talk will continue right after this.
2: All advertising for legal
1: services on Radio Law Talk i've got to get my car washed this dirt it just won't do but i don't have no time today i don't know what i do and i know this place right down the road quick quack car
5: inside. Let's take a ride and watch this getting shine. This is Frederick Penny, Todd Cunan, and Denise Dirks with a personal invitation to you who have a business that could benefit from a little national exposure.
2: Radio Law Talk has heard in more than 35 markets across the United States, and Radio Law Talk provides that opportunity. Some of you have listened to the show and thought,
3: my business should be advertising there right now.
5: We agree. So is email info at radiolawtalk.com,
3: and we'll get right back with you. Let us help your business grow in multiple markets.
0: This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council.
7: I like the Amadorza Valley.
1: Time to get back to radio.
7: Fancy pants, peanut butter,
5: a big screen television. If you haven't even bought a sofa yet. A motorcycle? When your father finds out he's going to flip his shoes with two buckles, what do you even need two buckles for? Mr. Big Shot, buying
4: whiskey.
2: You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. We're talking about Bobby and Cindy, roller skate uh, uh, professionals that are getting married. And the local cable TV, everyone's all excited about it. And they go to the clerk and... And this is in Portland, Oregon. Uh, apparently, there's strip clubs there. That's news to me. Um, and uh, we. Can- <laughs> well said, there, Fred. Stick with well that story for a second. I'm sticking <laughs> it with the story. Uh, I can't. And they said, "Well, I can't give you." The clerk says, "I can't give you a license after they told him the location." Hmm. Denise said that, "Oh, because of the strip clubs, they're having at a strip club, and um, they're not going to allow that because of religious issues with the." clerk and that is very intelligent but i want to i still worry about you came up with strip clubs (laughs) immediately because i am dead serious this is i promise you i the minute the minute you said that guess what my thought was oh that means oh they're gonna go scuba diving and get 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 married under underwater so i was thinking righteously and very above board (laughs) and 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 just clean but denise over here has to think of the strip club like boom boom
1: Boom. So the answer is it
2: is a case. I don't think it's a scenario case, but it, but there is some weird place they're gonna get they're gonna get uh, married. And you're, uh, Denise, you're probably right about it's a, the clerk says I don't want to allow that, or maybe it was some weird thing. Uh, but it is a case, and um, the the clerk does not allow them to get married. And later they win the case and says no, clerk, you you must give me my marriage license.
1: Mm. Mr. Kunin, what say you, Case, as he studies my face, going, there must be a tell here. There must be a
3: tell. You know, there's a little-known fact about Portland that actually speaks to why it's such a popular strip club destination, and it's this. Portland is a freshwater port, and it's difficult for ships to get there, and yet ships go there all the time because it's a freshwater port, and the reason is ships are often... There's drag on the bottom of the boat because of the barnacle buildup. And barnacles cannot exist in fresh water. And instead of having to put your ship in dry dock to have the barnacles scraped off, a trip to Portland gets rid of barnacles on the bottom of the boat because it's a freshwater port. And as such, it has a large international contingent going there because of the benefit to the boat, which is, hey, you got international sailors. They want to hit the clubs when they're out. And so my thought is...
2: Can I ask you a question on that? Yeah. The barnacles fall off because it's
3: fresh, or do they stay on it? They, they, they
1: fall off because it's fresh. They can't live there, so they fall gotcha. off the boat. Because if you paid someone to clean them off, you'd get a barnacle bill. Oh, yes, oh, yes, yes, wait, yes. Let, let Cal laugh.
0: He's yes. going to laugh at <laughs> his
1: own,
3: oh, he's laughing okay, on his own joke. So, on. my thought, <laughs> and how it all comes back to Cal, is that the location selected for this wedding was somehow in an international area because of the contingency, oh. and they couldn't oh. give a a marriage license to get married there because of its international nature, good so God. it's a case, and that's why the clerk couldn't oh, give
5: that's it. That's really interesting. That
3: is a good, that is a really interesting Maybe probably you, wrong, you but hey, I you, you think you. the
5: Columbia River. Has parts of it that has international.
3: I haven't. Well, you know, look. If airports can have international duty stations, why can't they have? Maybe that it in the was park? at a strip mall Port. at an international area. <laughs> a strip mall yes. that has in it a strip club. That's uh,
2: could Or be. an international <laughs> pl- And they're both right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well. Right. Call us at 855 Law Radio if you want to <laughs> opine, or just say what a bunch of idiots we are. Again, 855 Law Radio. That's 855-529-72 cow. Well, I am fascinated by all of your answers. <laughs> they, were also so we're they were all so brilliant.
1: They were all intelligently <laughs> thought out. I'm thinking to myself, these guys are really good. Uh, those of you who said this was either a case or a scenario. Raise your that hand. That would be all, <laughs> all of <us>. you. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry.
5: Oh, <laughs> made it up. He made the whole thing oh, up. Wait, but a wait I said it was a, a scenario but no case.
3: But wait, there's more. He said all of you said it was a case or a scenario you lose. That's
1: correct. It's a tough one, but no case and no scenario, because under my little tail, they wanted to get married in a roller rink, and roller rink weddings are against city ordinance in Portland, Oregon. So I got read the ordinance, reconstructed a story backward from there, and so I'm sorry, neither case nor scenario, and that is...
3: Oh! Skunked
1: us. Case...
2: You guys didn't hear the cuss word that Denise said under her breath. I did. She is mad about that one. What, did it, what does it rhyme with? Um, Sam. Oh, <laughs> you
3: heard that? I did. It rhymed, I did. It rhymes with Sam. Yeah, Sam, I am. <laughs> I'm or try- spam. I'm trying to think of a password. Yeah, spam. Right. Oh, spam oh, would be oh. oh. Spam. <laughs> or 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 plam. Yeah. yeah. What did the fish say when it swam into a brick wall or a concrete wall? Damn. Damn. Oh, yes.
2: Exactly right. Exactly <laughs> well, right. <laughs> okay. All right. There you
3: go. Okay. All right. Wait. Those
2: he, of you who are not turning off your uh, radio. He laughed
3: at his own joke. <laughs> hey, I I do that all the time. <laughs> Apparently, it's okay. But that's okay because I have multiple personalities.
2: You know what's going on with this coronavirus? <laughs> We've talked about it multiple times. We've talked about the legal issues concerning the coronavirus. Utah, what is going on in Utah? Let me tell you something, a quick quick scenario. My son went to a law school in Utah. My son is a first-year lawyer. The bar exam is very difficult in all states. We've got a (laughs) pandemic going on, and we have issues because the bar exam is coming up in July. Right. And how are they going to administer a bar exam? Not only administer it, but administer it fairly. Utah just came out with the first state <clears throat> to grant the bar. Uh, you can become an attorney if you have a diploma from certain schools, that have certain criterion. And to tell you the truth, <clears throat> there's two law schools in, in Utah, and both of them are probably going to lead, um, lead the way because you have to have a your law school has to have an 86% pass rate in Utah in the prior years which I know University of Utah and Brigham Young University have. And or if you come to Harvard, you know if a Harvard whatever it is in Utah if a Harvard person uh, took a Utah bar and that's first time takers by the way. This only applies to first time takers, right? Denise right. Not, not, that's right. not 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 late not the second time. It,
5: it it applies to those um, that graduated from ABA accredited. That's really the key. Yeah. And it can also be first time lawyers that come to Utah, from right. another state, and they're taking the, the Utah bar for the first I,
3: time. I'm sensing a little bit of opportunism by I the legal like community in Utah. <laughs>
2: I don't know, but you can't come in as a licensed – my son's licensed in California. Mm-hmm. He can't go in. And you have to have to have graduated this year by, I believe, June. But it does not apply to anyone who failed the bar exam. And, and so you – yeah, I don't know. But so, they have
5: to be supervised by um, a licensed attorney there. So it's kind of like an internship in a way.
2: Yep. We're going right? to be back and talk more about what's going on with different coronavirus lawsuits. We have another interesting lawsuit concerning the mm. coronavirus. Go to Utah. You get to get your bar, man. You don't have to take the bar, I guess. I don't know. We'll be back.
7: and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor.
4: If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800 Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill 800 814 5108. 800 814 5108. That's 800 814
1: 5108. Council. Stop whining. This is
2: Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. Hey, hey, Cal. Can you, for the people in Virginia that have just joined us, can you just show them a few of our little kids' discussions about us? That what the sayings are the little children talk
1: about. Oh, sure. Us. Okay, here we sure. go. What here some, here we go. Ban- here's yeah. uh, here's Denise's favorite is this uh, right here.
7: Boys are weird.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Todd's favorite is. Let's see. Where's Todd? Uh, no, this. That, yeah.
7: Todd has a kitty.
1: Okay, and Fred's favorite one is...
7: If you pay my fee, I'll take your cake. Uh,
1: Those are the recordings of my grandchildren at age three.
3: got to say, I have a certain kinship to the folks in Roanoke, Virginia, in that area, because... When Fred talks about how I used to be a prosecutor, I was a a prosecutor in California and in Northeast Tennessee. And I practice all the time in Bristol, Virginia, which is not that far from Roanoke. It's, you know, about as far from Roanoke as we are from San Francisco, for example. Wow. But kind of, kind of in uh, my not neck of too the far, woods, not man. too far. So yeah, I you know, feel a bit of a kinship there. I, I, I hear it's lovely country. I would, oh. I would like to visit it sometime. This, this, this yeah. was, this was the statement that was made by people uh, all the time in Tennessee, especially during the fall. Said, so, you know, God, when God started coloring the world, He used all the colors in uh, northeast Tennessee. Cool. And, and then, and then, rolls every, over and, and then everybody else just got. Whatever they got. Yeah, yeah, it rolls up into Virginia. The whole Appalachian area, that's just beautiful, yeah, beautiful country.
2: Fall colors. I, yeah. Maybe they'll invite us down to Radio Law Talk to have yeah. a live Radio Law Talk in Virginia.
3: Beautiful area for everybody except those with allergies because everything blooms. And here's
2: another interesting one. You know, there's new affiliates coming on all the time. And Cal, probably one of our most important affiliates was out of Burley, Idaho. K-B-A-R,
1: 1230 a.m.
2: And they have joined us just a few weeks ago, and we welcome them again. Cal, why is it so important that we welcome them. Cal, by the way, those you, know, so you don't really know, he is a famous popular guy, former oh, long uh, time new, ago. news anchor long, long time on ago, yeah. what, NBC show? Were you NBC? ABC, 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 yeah. news anchor. But but why is Burley Idol, little tiny Burley that we've been fighting for three years to, to roll into, why?
1: <laughs> when I was a child, my parents, of course, would take me to the Kasia County Fair in Burley. And there was always the K-Bar radio guy broadcasting live from the fair. And so I walk up, and he goes, hey, kid, want to come here and talk to me about the fair? And I said, uh, sure, right? (laughs) So I go over, and he does a little interview with me with his stick mic. Next thing you know, I said, that was kind of fun, Dad. And my dad said, well, maybe you can go up and be one of those guys on the radio. So the seed was planted back there at K-Bar back when I was just a child. And uh, after that, I was a news anchor on the market at Channel 3 in Idaho Falls, which also got down to that market. So it's a familiar place to me, southeast Idaho if I could still be making – if I could make a living there, I'd probably still be there, but yeah, make a living there. Living, tub. farming,
2: farming, boy, big yeah, farming.
1: If, if you're going spuds, you're doing fine. If you're the rest of us, you aren't. <laughs> yeah. I, I, th-
3: I think that just speaks to how impressionable young children is I agree. and how R. we're all happy would be are, uh, how a, a, I mean, a young child is and how we should all be glad that Cal didn't grow up in Portland exactly. and, and <laughs> be walking by a strip club Isn't and that having – you No, know, Dad, I want
2: to grow up and do that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the crowd would be yelling Put it on, put it on. But yeah, cow on a good. pole. Cow
2: on a pole? I don't know no, about no, that one.
3: Sounds like know. something you'd buy at the. I'll have a cow on a pole. Uh, can you dip it in hot sauce and deep fry that thing? A Twinkie and some chocolate. Yep. Well, there are many cal reasons. Cow on a
2: pole. That's a good one. Cow on a pole.
3: Why mm. do I get the feeling Donna's going, hmm, cow on a pole? Mm. <laughs> Skewered. Yes, that, yeah, works, that, for that works for me. Yeah, there's many reasons I'm glad I didn't grow up in Portland.
1: It's just an interesting place, but it's so rainy. That My understanding is that your tennis shoes get mold on the soles. That's what I was told, that it's really a rainy, we, rainy place. We
5: used to say that, you know, in, in Oregon we don't tan, we rust.
1: Yeah, that's it, exactly. Right, yeah. that kind
5: of a thing because, yeah. you know, that's but, Oregon's very unique.
1: But I have been there. When you pull into Portland over the Willamette River into there, it is a phenomenally beautiful city. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it is still Portland when you get there. <laughs> so there's
2: there's beautiful yeah, cities yeah, yeah, all over the yeah, place that are yeah. covering this. I, I, we got to find out which city we're not in so we can just disparage that city. But I'm not quite sure <laughs> well, which one we're in Well, that's we in Portland.
1: <laughs> oh, say. oh, we're not in Portland? <laughs> well, right.
5: no, we're in Salem, which Salem? covers a little bit of Portland, so I would say we can't really. Those of
1: you in Salem, we're just teasing. It's just a joke. And are we're we? not saying anything about Portland you haven't heard before. We love
2: Salem. Salem and Medford. Medford. Grants Pass, too. Grants Pass. We're in Grants Pass, Medford, Salem. Every time I
3: hear the word Grants Pass, I start thinking of limericks, so we should probably... uh, (laughs) (laughs) there once was
2: a nut. (laughs) Move on. Grants Pass. Threats of negligent (laughs) homicide lawsuits are... You know, Fox News <laughs> is talking about this. We could talk about
3: law. You're and we me. Just, we, we, we could just shoot the bull. We, we the whole could. Time. Yeah, we, we could. You know, so, so negligent homicide. Yes. Yeah, so you know, I I the first time I heard about this, some pundit was saying that he thought that our president should be brought up on negligent homicide charges because of things that he said. Oh I, come on. You know, and I looked at that, and and the the hard part for me is when I see somebody, a pundit saying that somebody saying that who touts their background as a former prosecutor, or because I got news for you. The the requirements for negligent homicide, um, it just it doesn't even come close. It maybe it's a fun thing to talk about, but it, let me, let me just read you something here. And the, the whole idea behind this, just to give you a little bit of background, our stories and folks wondering if. If you don't take measures to put a mask on your face and you're you're around somebody that is elderly, and if that person happens to contract the virus, Fred, I think, talked about this, or maybe it was Cal talked about this when we were talking about the NASCAR stuff. What happens if some, you know, NASCAR fan, an elderly woman goes and she ends up contracting the virus from folks that didn't wear it? What would the liability be? And and so the question here, and people naturally thought, well, because somebody died, is that negligent homicide? I want to read to you a jury instruction on criminal negligence, okay? And it says this, criminal negligence involves more than ordinary carelessness, inattention, or mistaken judgment. A person acts with criminal negligence when he or she acts in a reckless way that creates a, pay attention to this, high risk of death or great bodily injury And a reasonable person would have known that acting in that way would create such a risk. And when I look at this, and as devastating as the coronavirus has been, when you look at the mortality rate, and the mortality rate's hovering right around, what, 2%? I find it high, very In the U.S., hard, higher in
1: other countries, but yes, about 2%. I
3: find it very hard to believe that you would be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that that created a high risk of death. And if it did. Can you imagine the other things that we allow people to engage in on a daily basis that we have allowed them to engage in on a daily basis that have resulted in death that have a higher risk of death than two percent? Like driving on a highway or you know difficult construction, dangerous construction, working on crab boats out in the physical intimacy while you carry the AIDS virus in some states.
5: Even that,
1: exactly. That that is. That's a
5: very good. Because that could be negligent homicide, what? as well as if you're working in um, a senior citizen, you know, place and you're sick and here we are in a pandemic and you don't stay home and you go in and you don't use gloves and you don't use protective gear. What if you don't know you're sick, No, but you're sick. What if you don't know it? Well, I'm saying something different. Oh, you're, you're saying, saying they do. They don't go right. in there, you know, with the intent to kill somebody. Got it. But they go in there that could be in these days and age be negligent homicide. And that's kind of the context what this is being discussed under.
3: But here's but here's the question I have with that. <laughs> Given the fact that with this particular virus, people can be contagious before they even show any signs or symptoms, Okay. The question that I have is, if Grandma Harriet contracts the coronavirus and dies, how do you prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they got the coronavirus and died because you infected them while you were showing symptoms and that they didn't contract the virus from some? other source
5: it's hard it's going to be hard to I short, think it's but impossible they, no it's not impossible because they do know where the strains of the virus occur and who who infects other people they already have that technology they just don't have the means to do it effectively over and over and again I, I, so i think it's going to be really difficult in terms of being prosecuted
3: now, for it, sure it, it would be difficult to be prosecuted i will say this that um One of the problems with shows like CSI Miami, CSI California or whatever all these things are, they, for entertainment purposes, put out technology and things that folks can do that the local jurisdictions don't have the resources for. And I find it hard to believe that any local jurisdiction would be able to map strains like you have. It's hard enough just to get DNA evidence, which has been around for, for years to get that tested, to have these strains tested. Impossible to ever prosecute this. I, I would say it would be very, very lines. difficult.
1: And the timelines. I, was just, I didn't mean to interrupt, but say nothing of the timelines. Wow. Yeah. Right?
2: We're going to yeah. be back uh, for our final segment. We're going to move out of the coronavirus, talk about Facebook and Chipotle and the XFL lawsuits. That'll probably be third hour. Mm-hmm. Stick with us all three hours. You can go to radiolawtalk.com and listen live. We'll be back.
1: We'll have more Radio Law Talk coming right up right here on your radio station and on RadioLawTalk.com. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to RadioLawTalk.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo, but first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is?
7: Todd has kitty. What does Todd's cat
1: see? You're listening to Radiolawtalk.com, and now back to your host Frederick Penny.
2: Yeah, during the break, people have always said they want to see uh, what we do during the break. <clears throat> and actually, I have a quite uh, long list of followers uh, at. If you go to TikTok, yes, believe it or not, we are on TikTok. Uh, Radio Law Talk's not. Denise is like, what? What's TikTok? <laughs> Todd and I are TikTokers, and it's at Frederick. Believe it or not. At F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-K. Tell your grandchildren your children. They'll know how to find me at TikTok. On Instagram, it's at FrederickPenny1. But what we're doing here, and Todd is, uh, his TikTok is at. It's, it's at A-Todd-K. A-T-O-D-D-K. A-T-O-D-D-K. You've got to look at his TikTok and it, again, you guys probably don't have it. Go to your grandkids or your kids; they have TikTok. He has done the most interesting thing, and that's what we're doing during the break. Of he took the what? The hundred dollar bill.
3: It was the uh, yeah. It was the hundred dollar bill with Ben Franklin on it, and I, I used a skin that somebody had created, and basically my face is superimposed, but it's still got the same graphic, so it makes it look like Ben Franklin is talking.
2: And that's pretty cool. You gotta go watch it. So anyway, we we're talking about legal issues. Uh, with yes, Facebook. Yes, yes. Now there was faith Those of you, we have been following this Facebook issue about the, uh, you know, FTC that there was a privacy issue, uh, with Facebook. And and, and if those of you don't know, basically right now uh, a judge is t- is talking about signing off on a five billion dollar deal, uh, to end the privacy probe, um, on Facebook. And the privacy probe was basically what was that issue? Do you guys remember?
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, Facebook goes in and grabs the personal information from all of its Facebook um, users, and then it uses that and sells that data to other companies that want to market directly to the, the, I guess you could say, advertisers or marketers that want to um, directly contact the Facebook users and sell things.
2: And That was the allegation.
5: And that was the allegation. Allegation was there was no permission mm-hmm. for Facebook to do that, and that the regular user would not know how their personal uh, biometric and other data was being used.
2: Now here's my question. So now they look like they come up with a deal with the FTC. The Facebook's going to have to pay five billion with a B. It looks like the judge is is get is getting going to prove this. Five billion dollar deal, but where's that five billion dollars go?
5: To the FCTC. it's a it's well, a penalty. Of course
2: it is, but it's like the people that it affected were the were the people like us, we, we don't get
5: it. The government
2: got it. Well, I,
5: well uh, I don't know. That's true. But the interesting part of this is that the the um, the judge said, I don't want to sign off on this. They're just buying their piece so that they cannot get you know uh, brought up in another charge or whatever uh, complaint by FTC against Facebook, and I'm just against it. However, it's not my role as a judge to try to second think this or do anything else. It's my role to agree to the penalty that they've agreed to until the legislature does something other Right. If the legislature creates laws that I can enforce or impose additional additional liability on Facebook, then perhaps I would.
2: Well, before I get to you, Todd, I wanted to say it says, and this is a quote, what, exactly what you're saying, Denise. The court, in the court's view, the unscrupulous way and scrupulous way in which the United States alleges Facebook violation, both the law and the administrative order, is stunning. That's what the judge said. And these allegations and the briefs of some Amicus, which is uh, Amicus briefs, um, call into question the adequacy of laws uh, governing how technology companies that collect and monetize Americans' personal information must treat that information. But that's what the judge said, and that's the yeah.
3: quote. If, if you're worried about how this is going to impact Facebook's bottom line, last hour, again, we are talking about Major League Baseball clubs mm-hmm. and how you know they're worth a billion, two billion dollars. That's a lot of money. I mean, look, I think if you took a billion dollar, one dollar bills and laid them end to end, you'd circumnavigate the globe six times. Because uh, you know, a billion dollars is a lot of money. But in case you're wondering what a five billion dollar settlement for Facebook would do to them, I mean, this is like... Two to three times the, the the value of a major league baseball team. Um, Facebook stock price it closed on Friday at $190 a share, giving them a market cap of only $541.85 billion. So, golly, I don't know if they're going to be able to weather this storm. Note the sarcasm in my voice. $540 billion dollar market cap. You know, Mark Zuckerberg, back in 2002 or 2003, when, you know, I'm, I'm learning how to change diapers and kind of wondering, oh, I hope I sure get a good job at this law firm paying, you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year. Mark Zuckerberg was creating mashup face apps at Harvard that he spun into a $540 billion business. Wow. I know, that's crazy. No wonder those twins complained about only getting $20 million a piece I or whatever. I know, the, the Winklevosses, wow. you know. I, I just, you know, the thing about all of this biometric data and everything that they get, back in the day when people used to do market research, you'd get phone calls and little interviews and from people saying, well, what do you like here? W- w- sir, ma'am, would you, would you be willing to take a survey? What do you think about this and this? Or the Nielsen ratings, you know, where you say, what shows you watch? And you do this. All Facebook really did was come up with a convenient interesting way to get information about what you like and don't like and you know how they got it they got it by having a platform where these apps would go out and you would say all right what is your spirit animal answer these five questions and you answer those and all of those get saved based on your username and you can go into Facebook and see what your market type is. And it's amazing. It will tell you you're likely a conservative or a Democrat. You like this. You like this. And it gives you your entire market type based upon what you like, what you comment on, all the posts you watch. They found a way to monetize and it. And
5: then they can just market right directly to you. I mean, how many times are you seen advertising? You're thinking, you know, I was just looking for this. And right. then there it is on yeah. your Facebook. Wow. How do they know that?
1: And here my wife and I are doing a major bathroom remodeling project. Guess what? I've never, you know, boom, on Facebook, like, it's insane the amount of bathroom products that are available, you know, for remodeling. And also, I was going to say uh, that some people now are doing what I think is really foolish. They're saying, copy and paste this over and fill out this poll data about yourself. How many kids you have? What high school did you go to? You ever been arrested? You know, all those things. They're giving out personal information free and then post a picture of themselves when they were in high school. That's the
5: one now that this does not involve is the actual posting of pictures and what they're doing with people's likenesses and with their face profiles. And that, to me, is frightening. Because we're going to come t- with technology where you go to the bank and to use the ATM, you have to look in and have your eyes scanned. Yeah. You know, and all this stuff is going to happen, and now this is free. Wait. You're giving it up free.
2: Todd uh, George Jetson knew all about this. He did. So, he did. Yeah, he so did. His wife Judy. It. Yeah. All I'm going to say dog is
3: Elroy. this. <laughs> yes. All I'm going to say is this. A parenting tip for you guys out there. Um, If you wanna know what your kids are watching on the computer that they have in their bedroom, you don't have to have any fancy software. You don't have to go in and try to find out where their cash or where the cookies are or all that just go on to their Google and start to do a search or do what you would normally do where you work and take a look at the ads that pop up in the side or what comes up on the Facebook page because I got news for you. If you're doing that and you start getting these ads for hot, busty women or, you know, you kind of get an idea about what they're looking at when you ain't in the room because all of their preferential information is being stored. That's true. So, sorry, folks. Sorry, kids. Sorry you on TikTok. I just ratted you out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're talking about Chipotle. Also talking about paying. They're paying a record $25 million fine over the foodborne illness outbreaks. This is Fox that brought this up. and Everyone's talking about it. It's not just Fox. But uh, Chipotle. Now, isn't Chipotle owned by McDonald's also? Chipotle. I, Chipotle. I always I, say it wrong, don't I? I always say Chipotle, and, and, and my family gets so mad at me. Chipotle. Chipotle. 40, a $25 million fine to, send, to settle the criminal charges related to uh, its role in the outbreaks of the, of the illness. I, I remember that. That was in 2015. So they get that taken care of. $25 million isn't, uh, it's a lot, but I don't know. But it's a, you know, it, 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 we just, that's been going on for years. We've talked about it. Uh, uh, and here's the important thing the assistant AG said. This case highlights why it's important for restaurants, and members of the food service industry to ensure that managers and employees consistently follow food safety policies. And you know what? That's a good thing, especially during the hard coronavirus to disagree
1: side. with that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
2: yeah. But you know what? On the on the jumping on the side of the restaurants that are being hammered right now, I really feel for restaurants. Is they're doing the best they can, and it's still you can only force your employees to do so much. You can't control them 100%. Well, yeah. Thanks for joining us, hour two. We're going to be back, hour three, which the most important thing is not only case or no case. We're going to do quick takes in Virginia. You want to hear what quick takes is about? We'll be back.
1: This is Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station, and we'll continue shortly.